What is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for coming back to the Wellness Nerds Podcast. In this episode, we have a very special guest, my good friend, Mike Miller. Mike is a filmmaker, entrepreneur, host of the Mike Miller Podcast, and is extremely well-versed in the field of personal development. So in this episode, we take a deep dive into Mike's uh, daily practices that help him lead his life with extraordinary purpose and this conscious awareness. So I took so much away from this podcast, and I think you will too. So with that being said, let's go talk to Mike. All right. Welcome back, nerds. Uh, I'm super excited for today's episode. I have my good friend Mike Miller on the show with us. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely, Bailey. It's a pleasure, and thank you for having me. This is an honor to be here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in case our audience uh, doesn't know who you are, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself, kind of what you do, um, and and sort of your journey? Awesome. Absolutely. So, I'm a filmmaker. Uh, I just think of myself as a conscious entrepreneur and mm-hmm. a men's coach. So, trying to create a new movement of conscious storytellers and purpose-driven men uh, who lead with honor, integrity and confidence in their lives. Uh, and it's been quite a journey, but to sum it up, that's kind of where I'm currently at and where I'm evolving to. Oh, I love that. Um, so the, the main reason I, ha- I wanted to have you on the show, so ever since I've known you, it seems like you've constantly been emerging yourself in the works of personal development and, and business experts. You've been interviewing them on your podcast. I've, I've watched you launch multiple online courses. You have uh, a thriving Instagram community with your, your page has over 50,000 followers and so much more. So I, I see, I look at someone like you and I see like as successful as you are, you must have some practices going on behind the scenes. Uh, these little golden eggs, if you will, that keep you motivated, healthy, and give you the mental capacity to do what you do. So that's what I want to talk about today. But first I want to ask, where did this journey begin for you? What are your, some of your earliest experiences in, in the world of personal development? Sure. Yeah, so I think the first catalyst towards this whole journey of mine was probably when I was around 12, transitioning from middle school into high school, which was a rite of passage in itself, mm-hmm. and one wrought with a lot of anxiety. It was the first time in my life that I distinctly remember being self-conscious and, and having these anxious thoughts. And I got really scared, and I said, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do about this. This doesn't seem normal. And there was no one I could necessarily go to talk to that could give me an answer to kind of help with this quote unquote mm-hmm. problem, this challenge I was having. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did what any kid would do. I went on Google and typed mm-hmm. it in, like, how do I get rid of these anxious thoughts? And mm-hmm. it was a lot of ruminating thoughts and a lot of limiting beliefs and insecurities looking back that mm-hmm. a lot of preteens, teenagers have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the first thing I found was meditation. Mm-hmm. And I really started practicing meditation. And it was for a long time, many years, just guided meditations on YouTube. Yeah. And o- over time doing that, and then seeing where those teachers then led me. So it was like mm-hmm. a breadcrumb that led me then to books, mm-hmm. self-development books, mm-hmm. and then led me to X, Y, and Z. And yeah. throughout this whole journey, I always had a vision of where I wanted to be but didn't know how to get there. There wasn't anybody that I knew who was where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And so what did I do? Well, I went to places where there was success, where people were experiencing success already. Now, Mm -hmm. some of my earliest quote-unquote mentors, I wouldn't even say quote-unquote, I would say mentors, were uh, Tony Robbins by -hmm. reading his book, Awaken the Giant Within, or Eckhart Tolle and Power of Mm -hmm. Now. 
And through their books and their teachings, I kind of was able to learn. Mm-hmm. And from there, it just kind of evolved after that. That was certainly the catalyst. Wow, that's amazing. So you brought up a lot of great points. Um, it, it helps to surround yourself with the people that you want to identify with. So I like how you mentioned that and the books that that's brought you to. You mentioned Tony Robbins. I want to ask though, what was that first experience of meditation like? Like mm-hmm. for somebody who's never med- meditated before, what was, can you like describe that, how that first ever meditation practice was for you? Oof. I don't recall the first ever experience, but I do Mm -hmm. recall telling my friends about it and then Uh all the skepticism that followed and like, are you sure that's what you want to do? Like that stuff Mm -hmm. doesn't work and being met with a lot of resistance, Okay, which I think is symbolic of the experience of meditation. First going into it is being like, what what is this going to work? What is the quote unquote outcome going to be? Mm -hmm. What am I going to experience as a result of this? Mm -hmm. When in reality, the whole idea, at least the way I understand it, is just to increase one's self-awareness and one's right. presence. Mm-hmm. And so regardless of whether or not you have thoughts or occurring, most of the time I do, it's just being aware of what's passing by mm-hmm. and not being attached to it. And yeah. really, that's what I recall is really just being met with resistance mm-hmm. and trying to see through it and push through that, that yeah. fear. I definitely relate with that because, you know, so I, I, my formal education is in exercise science, but I'm also very interested in functional medicine, which is, um, you know, when you talk to people who were raised on Western medicine, there's a lot of resistance there. And, you know, I try mm-hmm. and tell my parents like, oh, you like ch- just changing your diet can help so much. Like, but there's like, no, 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 I just want to take the drug. I want to, you know, I, so I, I really feel that resistance in that way. And I like how you mentioned, it's all about just kind of pushing through, letting that pass by and hold true to what you believe in and, and keep pushing forward. So that's great. Um, so obviously these, uh, you know, so those are some of your early experiences. I want to talk about how you've sort of evolved over the years. What are the, the biggest differences between then and now? So if, if you want to maybe walk me through like a typical day, um, including some of the main things you do first thing in the morning to sort of prime your mind and your body for the day. Sure. Well, to answer the first part of the question, it's certainly evolved as most things do over time. And within the last two years, it's really hit a, I would say, point where there's massive momentum. I finally Mm. hit that tipping point where things are just rolling into motion. And the biggest cause of that, I believe, is investing in mentors and Mm. in programs. So seeing people where I want to be, seeing where people are currently at, so people look up to, like uh, I'll give you an example, Pat Flynn or Lewis Howes, uh, a mentor of that sort, investing in their programs for entrepreneurial learning, and then also investing in coaches for more mm-hmm. inner work, which we can dive into as well, uh, mm-hmm. mostly around limiting beliefs, triggers, doing shadow work, uh, more holistic yet effective type of learning. So it's not quite therapy. Can we consider it more training? Mm-hmm. But that's really where I've gained massive momentum. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of my day-to-day, I use an app called Streaks. Okay. And I keep track of my habits. Okay. And it's it's really kind of, there's a lot of synchronicity in what we're talking about because I just picked up a book by Matthew McConaughey, not by rather, but one he recommended on his journey called okay. The Greatest Salesman in the World. Mm-hmm. And there's 10 scrolls and you read each scroll for 30 days, three times a day. Mm-hmm. Morning, as soon as you get up, at lunch, and then at night, you read it aloud before you go to bed. Okay. And the reason I'm bringing this up is the first scroll says, I will be a slave to good habits. Mm-hmm. 
something to that effect. Okay. And that's really where I think all change occurs is in the habits we do from day to day. Mm-hmm. And for me, first thing I do when I get up is I do breath work. So okay. I'll, I'll drink a bunch of water, typically like a bottle of water if I can. Mm-hmm. I like to do uh, what's called like a morning cocktail. So when I got mm-hmm. from Aubrey Marcus, which uh-huh, is- yeah. I know this one, lemon, salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Himalayan pink salt, lemon. Yeah, exactly. Water. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if I can, I'll just drink water. I'll just, you know, just, just to be hydrated over the course of the evening, get mm-hmm. dehydrated. And then I'll jump into breath work, typically Wim Hof breath work. Nice. I'll do three rounds of that, which is about 10, 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then from that, I like to transition into meditation, giving the amount of time I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and typically lately, I would say it's been um, Sam Harris's waking up app. Okay. So I'll go from Wim Hof's app to Sam Harris's app. And nice. then I'll jump into journaling. Mm-hmm. From there, uh, that those are kind of my power three for the morning. Okay. Get hydrated and do those three things. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a win. Awesome. Now from there, I'll supplement. Uh, I'll get try to get some movement in. So go to the gym and work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, read my affirmations, of course, mm-hmm. and then do a couple other things. But that's typically what day to day looks like. That's it's a must haves. So there's a lot to unpack in there. So I want to I want to sort of start with the hydration. Um, so Lena and I actually just recorded a podcast that should come out before this one comes out um, about hydration. So I won't go crazy into the research on how important morning hydration is. Um, I think that's kind of a given most people know. Um, but it has been shown to like immediately alleviate feelings of fatigue and sort of increase your alertness uh, first thing in the morning, which is what we want. Um, then you said breathwork. So you said you do Wim Hof breathing, which for those of you who don't know, is usually cycles of 30 deep breaths um, followed by a breath hold. Now, can you, uh, go a little bit more in depth into that experience and and what it is for you, what it feels like and sort of what that does for you? Sure. So I actually discovered Wim Hof, uh, when I saw his cold water, like what he Mm. was doing with cold water exposure. And I was like, this guy is superhuman. I want to be like that guy. (laughs) It wasn't even about breath work. I was like, that guy's doing some (laughs) badass stuff. I want to join. It's crazy. (laughs) And so then I started learning about him on YouTube. And for me, it became not only a way to ground myself. So I noticed that as soon as I do it and the deeper I go into it with the retentions, mm-hmm. I feel this vibration in my body mm-hmm. and you might be able to speak on the health aspects of that. But for me, it really feels like a way to, to get my, my frequency higher. Okay. And, and I feel like this kind of vibration, it's kind of a weird sensation, but yeah. I, I, I tend to feel very present. Mm-hmm. And I also, this is all my ego here. I love the competitive nature of trying to beat my previous retention. Yeah. Uh, and then too. seeing like, okay, well, if I eat first, does that affect it? And mm-hmm. I kind of like to play nerd on that and see yeah. how that kind of fluctuates. Yeah. But I, yeah, I definitely agree. So I had Wim Hof's app for a little bit too. And, um, and then it uh, went to a, a subscription, a, a paid version. <laughs> um, you know, and I still continue to do Wim Hof breath work. I just time it on my own. Um, but the app is great and it's, it definitely streamlines everything and makes it so easy and efficient. Um, yeah, for me, it's, um, it's like this moment of silence where when you're holding your breath, I feel like my senses are sort of just dialed down and like everything around me kind of fades away. And it's like a way to sort of fast track into this meditative state for me at least. Um, so that's, that's more anecdotal. Um, but yeah, I, I love Wim Hof breath work. Um, and then I, I usually do some sort of evening breath work as well but probably something not as stimulating as Wim Hof. I'll do like four, seven, eight breathing, which is inhale for four, hold for seven, exhale for eight. Um, So that one's sort of very relaxing and helps you sleep. So um, after the breath work, where do we go from there? 
Uh, from there, I, I tend to go into the meditation. So, so talk a little bit about what your meditation practice looks like today and sort of, um, you know, how you prime yourself and how you get into that, that meditative state. Mm. I really enjoy doing guided meditations, even having done mm. it for a few years now. I'm by no means a, a coach when it comes to meditation specifically, mm -hmm. but I tend to like ha being guided through the experience mm -hmm. um, with little reminders, like, hey, be present. Yeah. Like, hey, be aware. <laughs> I'm like, ah, right, cool. Because yeah. I'll tend to find my thoughts like a dog and I'm just holding on to each leash as it tugs mm -hmm. away at me. Yeah. Uh, so I like those reminders. So mm -hmm. like I said, Sam Harris's waking up app is one I'm currently using. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll fluctuate to an Eckhart Tolle meditation or I also okay. like Tony Robbins morning primer meditation on YouTube. Okay. Uh, and if I have no access to those, then I, I tend to like to get into a meditative state by just focusing on the sounds around me. Oh, interesting. And trying to dial into that. So if I'm and acting as if they're all a part of a soundtrack mm -hmm. and picking out each note on the soundtrack of yeah. like my mom upstairs walking, walking around or the dogs mm -hmm. barking outside. Mm -hmm. It's like, those are all kind of peripheral noises that become one meditative track. That's amazing. Yeah. I, that, so that reminds me of, um, Emily Fletcher has a book called stress less accomplish more. And she has a practice in there that is like you said, you sort of tune into your body and your environment. And she actually walks you through each of the five senses. So you listen to the sounds around you, then you list, you focus in on what is touching your body, what can you feel currently, what smells are in the room, are, are you tasting anything, um, and you like wa wa work through each of the five senses like that. And I, I found that to be um, a little difficult, honestly, because it's like, I feel like I have a to do list, you know, mm -hmm. like I got to do hearing sight you know, and, and work down the list and, and I get distracted along the way. So I like the idea of kind of just honing in on one of them, just on the sounds. Um, so I am actually definitely going to try that next time I meditate. Um, so that's great. Um, what does this meditation practice do for you? How do you feel after you meditate? Um, so like if you were to not meditate for a day, do you think you would notice a difference on like days you meditate versus days you don't meditate? A thousand percent. And mm -hmm. this is a great way to, to, I guess, make an example out of this. I didn't meditate this morning. I mm -hmm. haven't yet today. Cause I, I got up early to go into the gym, mm -hmm. uh, and I kind of missed up my routine a little bit. And I noticed that I'm more easily pulled into other people's energy. So mm -hmm. I had a coworker today kind of, uh, really agitated about something and I felt like pulled into whatever he was talking about uh -huh. and attached egoically to whatever his argument was versus mm -hmm. when I meditate, there is typically what I find is a space mm -hmm. between the energy of others and my reaction to said energy. So there's this awareness like, oh, I see myself being sucked into this, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And being aware of that uh -huh. allows you to make more informed decisions. Um, wow. Instead of brewing and kind of this resentment and this entitlement uh, that is all a fiction in my head most of the time. Mm -hmm. I think this is the case for a lot of people. It's like these egoic kind of arguments that take place um, mm -hmm. via attachment or um, some sort of uh, identity being mm -hmm. um, threatened. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. So for me, I mean, I, I definitely find myself falling victim to that where I kind of allow myself to take on the stresses of other people. Uh, even though that's something I definitely don't have to do. Like, you know, somebody might want to just vent to you and that's fine. You can let them do that without like having it really impact you. And 
I, I love that how you mentioned that meditation really uh, helps you sort of put up that that wall for you and and sort of be able to hold on to yourself and not sort of get roped into um, the stresses of others. Um, and on the research side of things, meditation has been shown to increase the thickness of the corpus callosum, which is the part of the brain that connects the left and right hemispheres. So it's theorized that that actually um, initiates this like enhanced uh, communication within the brain. So what you said, actually, you know, there there could be some some science uh, behind that and in, in that this enhanced brain communication sh could be allowing you to be more perceptive of of these things that are going on like you said being more aware of that you're being roped in and being able to stop that so i love that um so let's go to journaling now because that was the next thing you mentioned so what does your journaling practice look like for you and and again what does that do for you mm. yeah so journaling has been kind of the secret weapon of my habit repertoire, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me, on a day-to-day, -day, it typically looks like starting the page with the date, the, the mm -hmm. day of the week. Mm -hmm. And then I go through three things I'm grateful for. And I, and I try to make them different every single day, mm -hmm. just to really ground myself. And that's a great way for me to start the day, the mm -hmm. breath work, the meditation. Now I'm immediately going into gratitude. Mm -hmm. And that way I kind of, uh, already start my day with a win mm -hmm. and gratitude. We could talk about that as it relates to manifestation. Should that, mm -hmm. should that arise? Mm -hmm. But from there, I like to just do a brain dump. So whatever is on my mind that mm -hmm. it's kind of residue from the meditation. I like mm -hmm. to get down on the page mm -hmm. where this is more effective. I find, or more potent in its application is when I find myself emotionally triggered by people, events, or situations. Mm -hmm. um, where I, I feel this guttural emotional response mm -hmm. via someone else. And it might not be anything that they did, but most of the time it's how I react based mm -hmm. on, you know, past wounds or trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, so just give you a quick example for you and your listeners. It's like, mm -hmm. say, uh, someone doesn't text me back. Mm -hmm. For me, that's something I've been working through because that's a trigger of mine mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, what's this mean? So what mm -hmm. I'll do is I'll go into the journal mm -hmm. and say, and there's usually three prompts. I got this from one of my coaches. Mm -hmm. which is, uh, what are my thoughts about this event or situation? Mm -hmm. What are my feelings about this event or situation? Mm -hmm. uh, and what is this teaching me more about myself? Wow. And so I love that. by doing this practice, and sometimes I do it once and I'm good. Mm -hmm. And then next time that event, that thing happens, it just rolls right off me. Wow. And sometimes I have to do it four or five times or more. Mm -hmm. Until I really get to the core of what's irking me, mm -hmm. and it's my responsibility to address and and heal and take care of it. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that's where we kind of get into more of the shadow work aspect of journaling, mm -hmm. which I have found to be uh, the most healing and the most effective in terms of my my personal growth. Interesting. So I want to. I have a few questions within that. So. First, can you give just a couple quick examples of like some things you write for your gratitude? Does it have to be like these big elaborate things or can it be something like super simple? Like, can you give a, a few examples of, of some of the things you write? Sure. Yeah, it could be something super simple. Uh, give you an example. I typically read, this is kind of my evening routine, read mm -hmm. fiction right before bed. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I've been reading The Hobbit. Oh, nice. They are Tolkien. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so this morning I was like, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for Tolkien's. Um, pursuit of good storytelling <laughs> great that yeah. was just one example of mm -hmm. things that, that's of a gratitude i listed today see that I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because 
I think one of the things with gratitude that a lot of people, you know, they'll start doing it and they, they don't realize that they can be grateful for things just as simple as that. It's like, oh, okay, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends, my health, you know, the big things that we all kind of think of that when we, when we think of gratitude and then they're like, all right, that's pretty much everything. But like, even just these little things, like I'm grateful for the Hobbit. I was just reading a great fiction series as well. I'm, I'm super grateful that that author wrote that book because it was amazing. Um, so I love that. Um, my second question, now you mentioned these these triggers. Um, mm. So for somebody, I, I think identifying your triggers is huge. I, I wholeheartedly agree that it is important for us to know, you know, what things are triggering, triggering us and then do that deep dive into our conscious and figure out how can I learn from this? Why is this happening? But for somebody who might not even have identified these triggers yet, um, what are some things they can do to sort of help guide them through um, getting to this point where they can journal about it? Sure. Yeah, the, the first step in most of these personal development arenas, if you will, is awareness. Mm -hmm. And so if anyone's listening, I would say, try to do an audit of your day. And I don't mean just things you've done, like practically, oh, I went to the gym or I, I went to work, but what are the emotions that are coming up? How are you mm -hmm. feeling on this the journey of doing these things? And if you really deep dive deep enough and get really specific, you may find patterns emerging. Mm -hmm. So whenever I, I talk to X person at work, I feel rage or I feel sad. Mm -hmm. And then diving deeper into that, well, why? And I like to kind of mm -hmm. ask that question that like, um, there's, there's like a, a Louis C.K. skit where it's just like, why? Why? His daughter's asking why? Why? Yeah. And I like to ask myself that question. I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. Why? And I, and I, if I go deep enough, I usually found the root. I usually find the root reason, or get me closer to the root of it, mm -hmm. um, which typically stems from some, some a similar past event mm -hmm. and how I've maybe mis misinterpreted it. So that's yeah. the first thing I would do is try to do an audit of your emotions on a, on a day to day basis, and right. then from there reverse engineer it. That's amazing. So when you do this audit, is it sort of like you're just like through just writing down like throughout your day, just like on your phone in like an app, uh, your notes app or, or whatever? Or how, do you, how do you go about doing that audit? Uh, it can be done a, a number of ways. For mm -hmm. me, uh, when I go back, I usually tend to think about it. So usually what happens mm -hmm. is if I get triggered by an event, I'll remember it for the rest of the day right. and try not to let it consume me. <laughs> um, yeah. And so as soon as I get home, it's like, all right, time to go to work. So mm -hmm. I like, I got home from work, time to go to do some more work, but doing inner work now mm -hmm. and trying to address the issues as they arise. So as soon as okay. that comes up for me, I tend to like to quell it or try to figure out um, what's going on inside. Gotcha. So great. I don't have an organized approach to it, but <laughs> that's usually how I go about it. Okay, great. So I love this, uh, this journaling practice that you have uh, to sort of identify these triggers and sort of, uh, you know, work through those three prompts and sort of uh, get to the root of, of why these things are triggering you throughout the day. And I, I wholeheartedly agree that that's so important. Um, but I want to just wrap up the morning routine real quick uh, before we go more in depth into that. So you mentioned after the journaling, you do some exercise. So what does that exercise look like for you? Usually an intense workout. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, just to put it bluntly, uh, yeah. I like to go to the gym. Usually, work out like an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. I have to hit you up because my pre and post workout routines need a little bit of work. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you yeah, know definitely. the kind of dynamic stretching, a little foam rolling. Uh -huh. I neglect that, but that's uh -huh. what I'm working towards <laughs> currently. Yeah. Uh, so typically, lifting is where I get the most joy. 
Mm-hmm. I find I, I have the most congruency in my and my consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I was doing well. Two months ago, I was doing a lot of kettlebell stuff, trying okay. to do more mobility kettlebell work. But yeah. typically, it's, it's lifting weights. Cool. Yeah, I, that was I was genuinely just curious. Um, but, but yeah, exercise is obviously great first thing in the morning. Um, just you know to get your heart rate up, get your blood flowing. Um, so awesome. So, okay, let's take a dive into this inner work. Um, so you brought it up a few times and, um, is this something that, uh, sort of just happens throughout the day or is this something you sit down and, uh, consciously focus on? Hmm. Well, I noticed that as I've sat down and consciously worked on it, both Mm -hmm. on my own, uh, in the group setting. So I'm part of a men's group where we meet by, by monthly. So twice a month. Mm-hmm. And we talk through prompts and we bring mm-hmm. up things and we try to uh, work through different issues we have, whether it's mindset mm-hmm. or in real, like in physical, physical, physical life, like with a workout, whatever, but we tend to dive deep. So okay. I've noticed the more organized I've been at this approach, the more it's kind of, uh, I would say influence other parts of my life. Well, now it's like every, like all day. I usually have something running in the back of my head thinking, okay, cool. How am I feeling this moment? Mm-hmm. Am I empowered, disempowered? What are, my, what are the emotions that are coming up? Mm-hmm. And, and I usually try to do check-ins with myself, do yeah. some, some breathe, deep breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the, the surface level stuff, but really mm-hmm. the deep inner work happens with a group or on my own when I go do that deep journaling. Okay. Uh, and it can last for anywhere from an hour or more. Yeah. Gotcha. So it seems like there's like this kind of background version of it. And then there's this conscious, like very intentful version of it. And like you mentioned, this background version is sort of just kind of like throughout your day, um, just being aware, being present of of the things that you're feeling, the emotion, questioning them, asking why, why am I feeling this way? Um, For somebody who doesn't have that as a habit to be consciously like questioning everything and consciously noting things throughout their day. Um, is there something that they can do to sort of like remind themselves to have that check in with themselves? Mm. Uh, yeah, I would say two things. First is when in doubt resort to the breath. So just taking a couple deep breaths throughout the day to Mm -hmm. kind of ground yourself and focus on your sensory perceptions, Mm -hmm. how you're, you're, how you're feeling in the moment. Um, both emotionally as well as like physically, like trying to feel the present and be fully in tune with what you're working on, which is super challenging. It's not mm-hmm. easy by any means. Um, and then from there is asking, you know, what's my intention in this moment? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of things can be can be at least altered based on the intention we we apply to it. So if my intention with this journal was to be a better, um, I don't know, be cool, Mm-hmm. That intention is not super impactful to me or anyone else around me. But if my intention is then to go deeper into my psyche and try to heal my past trauma in order to serve others from a greater mm-hmm. place of wisdom and love, mm-hmm. with that intention is a lot more powerful and a lot more potent. Mm-hmm. So for anyone listening, I would say go to the breath and then try to think of an intention for whether it's the moment you're in right now or what you're getting ready to do, whether it's a conversation mm-hmm. with someone else or a workout on your own, mm-hmm. what is the intention? What is my intention in this moment? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that. Go to the breath. Like I was mentioning earlier with Wim Hof, it's sort of, for me at least, kind of eliminates my surroundings for for a moment and allows me to really 
like get introspective. Um, so I love that. And is, is there like, um, would you suggest doing something like, you know, having like a reoccurring reminder on your phone? Is that something you've ever done or like for, for somebody who like needs to have that reminder to go to their breath or is it something that you should work to, um, just sort of be second nature? Uh, I think having reminders on your phone and your calendar or whatever is a mm -hmm. fantastic way to go about it. Mm -hmm. Um, at the moment I have some reminders that I actually got from Tim Ferriss's four hour work week, which is every mm -hmm. couple hours, a question pops up. Okay. Am I inventing something to avoid doing the important? Mm -hmm. And so that for me is my reminder. Am I, am I inventing something to do to avoid the important things? Oh, um, I love that. But yeah, I, I would say, you know, having those kind of breath check-ins, yeah. if you will, it would be, it would mm -hmm. be a great way to start it because mm -hmm. starting anything new, I would say start small. So mm -hmm. maybe just one breath a day, just one conscious breath a day. Yeah. And then slowly working your way up through, through that or with that practice mm -hmm. will just help. Great. So that's sort of the sort of background version of this inner work. And now you mentioned this like conscious, um, uh, version of it where you, it's very intentful. Um, you mentioned you do it in a group setting. Mm -hmm. How would you suggest somebody go about finding uh, a group that they can, uh, you know, do this inner work with? Yeah. So it's kind of crazy how it happened for me at the time I was really into, I'm still am to a certain degree, like the law of attraction okay. and manifesting through this kind of quantum way of doing things, which really <laughs> for me, and I got this from this guy named um, Charlie Rocket. You find him on Instagram at Charlie, but mm -hmm. he has a quantum notebook. Okay. And in it, he writes all the things he wants to manifest, which typically mm -hmm. starts like, I am grateful now that X has happened as mm -hmm. if it's already happened. Oh, okay. And at the bottom, I write, it's already happened. Time hasn't caught up yet. Wow. And so I actually have a special journal. <laughs> that I, it's my quantum notebook uh -huh. and, uh, it's, I got my like pen, which is like my wand and oh my I, gosh. I write in there. I don't, and I don't do this too often mm -hmm. anymore, but what I would do when I first found that group was I have a tribe. Like I found mm -hmm. my tribe and I'm grateful now that I found my tribe of people that are like me. Mm -hmm. And what I meant by that is people that were really into personal development, mm -hmm. uh, because I often felt in my life and on my journey that I was a lone wolf. Mm -hmm. which was never the case. There was always a pack. I just didn't have the foresight to see where they were yet, the mm -hmm. awareness. Uh, and so coincidentally, I put that in doubt into the universe. And this guy posted something on Instagram that was reposted by a friend, mm -hmm. uh, this guy, boy. And I'm like, okay, what's this all about? Mm -hmm. And then the next day he walks in the gym, the same guy. And it was like a, a really personal development post. Hmm. And I'm scrolling through his Instagram page and he's this men's coach. I'm like, what, what is uh -huh. a men's coach? And so he comes in and he looks like he was living a kick-ass life. He comes uh -huh. in the gym and I just start making conversation with him at the desk. And we ended up talking for like half an hour. Wow. And he's like, yeah, I actually have co-founded a, a men's group mm -hmm. with conscious guys who are trying to work on themselves mm -hmm. and become better leaders and better men, mm -hmm. uh, better entrepreneurs, X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. We're having a retreat next weekend. Do you want to come? Oh, wow. uh, and so I was kind of had this call to adventure. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know any of these guys. There's 15 guys going and there's like all uh -huh. these thoughts ruminating. And then I just say, you know what? Like, what's the worst that could happen? So I pulled yeah. the trigger uh -huh. and I went to this event and I was introduced to all these new things that I hadn't experienced before. So it was like all the things I was doing, but up a few notches. Uh -huh. So 
one of the first things we did was we uh, we got an Airbnb, so we hop into the lake in the back, and this oh, was like nice mid March. Oh, so, so that's gonna be cold. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we did we did Wim Hof breath work, and then we hop into this lake to do a cold plunge. And I'm like, wow, I found where I'm supposed to be. This is my trap. That's amazing. And since then, uh, we meet twice a month, and the mm-hmm. group has kind of grown mm-hmm. into uh, an amazing analgamy of different beautiful things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that was really the catalyst to my men's to, to my journey on, in, into groups. But for anyone listening, I would say go to the intention. You know, if I'm looking for a group, what am I looking to get out of the group, mm-hmm. and what am I looking to give the group in return? Mm-hmm. Even if it's just my presence, just yeah. being there and listening intently yeah. is enough in, in mm-hmm. a lot of cases. And then putting that out one into the universe, but also doing like even a Google or Instagram search for groups, Facebook yeah. groups. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not the one, it might get you closer to where you're trying to go. Yeah. And a lot of times, and this is going back to what we talked about early on, is that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. And that's oh, yeah. mm-hmm. a Jim Rohn quote. But it, mm-hmm. and it's so true. As I've yeah. hung out with more of these guys, they've led me to new people. And I've met like really conscious women and all different types of people and coaches and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and leaders. And it's really about seeing where the people you look up to, like, where do they hang out? Mm-hmm. Because all the, the key players, the, the heroes of mine all have these types of groups, these mastermind mm-hmm. groups as they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finding what resonates with you, whether it's fitness or filmmaking for me or mm-hmm. men's work, mm-hmm. uh, and then finding that and just putting it out there and seeing what comes back. That's awesome, man. Um, so there's, uh, one thing you've mentioned a few times now that I want to pick out. So you've mentioned manifesting and that's something I, I kind of hear thrown around a lot. Um, and I'm sure there's a, a process to it. That's a lot more involved than just like, you know, wishing something would happen. So, um, I want to ask you what, what is manifesting to you? My definition of manifestation is taking the vision that exists in my head mm-hmm. and trying to bring it into reality, bring it into fruition. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not only my responsibility, but I, I do it in a maybe esoteric way where I say, yeah, this is, this is what I'm grateful for. And I try to express as much gratitude and mm-hmm. visualization for it mm-hmm. already happening. Yeah. And then trying to figure out the practical steps I can take to realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it happens the way I intend and sometimes I'm taking on, most of the time, I'm taking on a crazy journey that I'm like, how am I going to end up where I want to end up, which is the case right now for me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And then finding myself, whatever, weeks, months later and be like, oh, wow. So this is how I'm going to manifest what I want. So wow. it's not always so much of it just appearing. It usually never works out that way. Right. But instead, putting out good intentions again and taking intentful action mm-hmm. towards whatever that vision is. That's really yeah. what it that's amazing. I so I um I read a book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I have, um, yeah. yeah. So there, that book is sort of all about um this guy Hal Elrod. He had a, a near death experience and um he uh, came up with this Miracle Morning, which is a, a lot of the things we actually talked about today, sort of jam packed into this one hour uh, morning routine. So it's a, it's a great book if you want to check it out. Um, but there was a, a Facebook group that he created, and I'm in that Facebook group. And the other day I was on there and somebody posted, they, they said something like, 
I've been doing affirmations every day. I'm saying the thing every day, um, but like nothing's happening. Like what's mm. going on? Why isn't it happening? And what you just said, you can't just expect things to like just happen and just pop into reality. You, you're like, you can say, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that all you want. But if you're not taking intentful actions and making steps towards that, it's not going to just pop into reality. So I love how you brought that up, that it's, it's, it's taking the vision in your head and bringing it th into your reality. And a lot of times you don't, you don't really understand what's happening. Like it, like you said, it takes you on this crazy journey and you're like, how is this going to lead me to, to my, my end goal? Um, so I love that. And is, is affirmation something you do regularly as part of this manifestation process? Uh, typically, yeah. And maybe mm -hmm. not in such an organized way, mm -hmm. but in its current form, reading the squirrels and the greatest salesman in the world in that book, yeah. uh, read it three times a day and make no mistake. This is not like four or five points, which is what I would typically do is figure it out. My biggest limiting beliefs mm -hmm. and try to create, I, not try, but create an affirmation about the opposite. So if I'm like, uh, instead of saying, I, I don't want to be lazy, say I am productive, disciplined, and confident in all my pursuits. That mm -hmm. would be how I would flip it. Okay. Uh, but this book and these scrolls are like six, seven page for each mm -hmm. scroll. So I'm reading seven pages three times a day. Mm -hmm. And the last one is out loud and I'm super tired usually by the time this happens, mm -hmm. but just trusting and yeah. that if I just keep repeating this over and over again, eventually it's going to sink and seep mm -hmm. into my active mind and my unconscious mind, yeah. which is really the whole idea behind affirmations is right. making it so ingrained in, in oneself that it, it's, it's, it's almost hard not to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Mike, we're coming up on our time here, but I want to ask you real quick, is there anything that we did not get a chance to touch on yet uh, in this episode that you believe our listeners uh, could highly benefit from? Sure. I mean, what's coming up for me right now is for anyone listening, you know, you have something special to offer the world, whether or not you know it yet. Uh, you have a gift of some sort and it doesn't have to be changing the world revolutionary. It could be just changing your micro world and the mm -hmm. way you interact with others. It mm -hmm. could be any gift, vocation, or just way of being and realizing mm -hmm. that what I would do is pursue that no matter what and ignore the naysayers, which is often the hardest part, mm -hmm. you know, me pursuing this path, the way I want to pursue it as a filmmaker and a men's coach. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a coach of mine recently and I said, you know, there's no one that I've, I can look up to that's done this. Mm -hmm. And he told me, he's like, well, then that means that this is a, a new vision that hasn't been brought into fruition yet, at least in my part of the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just trusting the process Mm -hmm. And finding people you resonate with mm -hmm. and taking time to plant those seeds, mm -hmm. take care and nurture them. Um, nature never acts in haste. So being patient and trusting the process is something that uh, I really think would benefit a lot of people listening. Beautiful. Now, Mike, uh, so you mentioned a lot of books and resources along the way, all of which I will comb through this show and find and link to every single one in yep. the show notes uh, <laughs> yeah. for this episode. <laughs> Mike, you've you've given me a lot of work for the show notes. I'm going to find like <laughs> 18 books. Um, but if if you were to pick just one book or one resource um, to for our listeners to, to sort of get them going in this journey, what would it be? It's mm. mm, a tough one. The one that changed my life, if I had to recommend one book, would be Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Okay. And the way that I would read that is one page at a time. Like any book, 
but one page per day mm-hmm. or more and really trying to savor the medley of wisdom mm. that is in this book because uh, it changed my life. Interesting. I'm definitely going to have to check that one out. Um, and I like that you said, read it one page a day. I've never heard that. Um, and, and I, and I am definitely going to try that as well. Um, so I want to give you an opportunity to tell our listeners where they can go to find you and learn more about you and, and follow you and, and the things you do. I know you have a podcast, you have an Instagram. So, um, tell our listeners where they can go to find you. Sure. So the two places I'm spending most of my time right now is the first one being Instagram mm-hmm. at Mike Miller films. And the latter, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at the Mike Miller Podcast. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of where I hang out the most. Awesome. Now, Mike, I have one final question for you. And this is the question that every guest gets asked on the show. And usually that question is, what is one thing you do every day to optimize your wellness? Now, I know we talked about a lot of things that you do every day to optimize your wellness. We went through your whole morning routine. You mentioned that hydration, the uh, breath work the meditation, the journaling. Um, so I want to reframe it just a little bit and ask you, what is one thing our listeners can easily implement today, like right after they listen to this podcast, that you believe will help them to optimize their wellness? Sure. I would say look up guided meditation on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Try to find one around 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I recommend one by Eckhart Tolle um, or Ram Das. Any kind of spiritual teacher that resonates with you and just listening to it. And then mm-hmm. see if it's right for you because some people don't like meditation and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Find your thing. But I would start with go to YouTube, <laughs> type mm-hmm. in a meditation <laughs> and start from there. That's where I started my journey. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great place to start everyone's journeys as well as their days. Amazing. Mike, you are a wealth of knowledge and I, I could not thank you enough for coming on the show today. Uh, this episode is definitely going to be super impactful for our listeners. There's so much in here that I think is going to help a lot of people. So again, I thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, and until next time, uh, this is the Wellness Nerds Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wellness Nerds Podcast. If you want to support us, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. Uh, You could also go to our website and under the resources tab is a page called Products We Love. There we have all sorts of products from supplements to gear to, um, you know, fitness equipment uh, that we personally use uh, on a regular basis and and truly recommend. Um, Any purchase made there is going to help support this show. Uh, So if you want to support us, that would be a great way to do so. Um, That being said, thank you so much for listening and have an amazing week.